Jamie Lee Curtis posted the other day. She went to put her earbuds in. She put a piece of popcorn in her ear, thought it was the earbud, took a picture. <laughs> Earpods. Yeah. She's like, I'm so done with quarantine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, welcome to Listen and Learn or Not. I am Anna D, along with life coach Lori and Claire. Nice to hear your voices, ladies. Nice to hear yours as well. You got to turn off the filter. Nope. I'm still not a cat. I have, no, I have a cat on my lap, but I'm not an actual cat. I just wanted you to know. He's so serious. He's like, um, I'm not a cat. <laughs> that kitten with the, the freaky is. wide eyes. If you want to see the video we're talking about, it is on our Facebook page, Listen and Learn or Not. Everyone's this, seen uh, it. This- There's no need. <laughs> I know, but in case you have it, you have to. We'll, I'll, we'll even describe it for you because this will definitely compel you to see it. But it's it's this poor, unfortunate attorney who is in virtual court with the judge and the other attorneys. And someone has changed his Zoom filter to a cat. And he's 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 a li- an adorable little kitten trying to argue a case with the judge. It's just amazing. Right. Anybody who has ever struggled with zoom and your kids and homeschooling and having to work at home and everything's going back and forth everybody just feels this poor guy (laughs) (laughs) and the poor guy he's like well i'm trying to get my assistant to help me with this but we can go ahead because i'm really not a cat Besides the cat Zoom video, we are on day three of some impeachment hearings, which I can only watch a little of because it's just giving me a buttload of anxiety. (laughs) It's also a few days after the Super Bowl. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. You guys feel about the outcome? I was only disappointed that it wasn't a better game. You know, I didn't really like I really thought the Chiefs were going to win, but I certainly didn't expect it to not even be a close game and uh i was kind of bummed i hate i hate it when it's over in the third quarter you know and you keep watching because you're like well it's patrick mahomes i mean if anybody can come back from 25 points down at him you know (laughs) and and they there was just nothing i felt all he did was run around the entire game it was like it's like watching a kid play you know flashlight tag it's a bunch of 15 year olds yeah (laughs) i I felt terrible for him he, he looked a little deflated by the third quarter. And he was injured anyway. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw him uh, limping, but he looked pretty injured to me. Yeah, he has a toe problem uh, that he's been battling for a while. But um, he had the same toe problem two weeks before the in the final playoffs. So, I mean, yeah, that is an issue, but that's not the issue, right? I mean, he just he never had a chance. They just they had his number. The, I, you got to give it to the other team. Tampa Bay, the defense, yeah. they just... He had his number. He had nowhere to throw. He had no one keeping him from getting knocked down on his butt or chased around. And he just never, he never had a chance. On the other side, they look great. 55,000-year-old Tom Brady and his 45,000-year-old tight end Gronkowski and all the other guys who were over 40 on that team looked fantastic. Just great. Does this give you a new respect for Tom Brady? Like, how much did you hate him before, and how much do you? How much less do you hate him now? Um, I hate him less. <laughs> so I think I always hated the Patriots. I don't like dynasties. I've always disliked dynasties. I don't know why. I guess because I've never rooted for one. I've never had a, had a team of my heart like do that well you know even the Seahawks were like one and done on Super Bowls I guess they went a couple times but um you know there's something about Belichick and that whole evil empire of the New England Patriots and Robert Kraft and 
the cheating and all that kind of stuff that went down. And I mean, I certainly don't think Tom Brady is innocent of, of that. I, I still feel he knows more than he ever let on with the deflating of the footballs and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of just sheer, like, good old sportsman hate, hatred ship, <laughs> I hate him less because I got to respect what he did. You know, he could have hung it up. And he didn't. He wanted to play. He went down there. He he brought his kale and his work ethic and his and his you know changing of the culture and and he did a fantastic job. And I I got to give it to him. He's he's a great athlete, and they all seem real happy to be near him. And then I liked him even better the next day when the, the Buccaneers had a had a little boat parade celebration party, and the poor guy who doesn't drink just got hammered on probably three drinks, <laughs> and it's like out in public having to be held, held up by his teammates and he sent out the most hilarious tweet yesterday <laughs> i don't remember the whole thing but basically making fun of himself and the fact that he's a lightweight and i don't know i sort of hate him less anna how about you <laughs> I, I i'll tell you where i was a few years ago because a few years ago i really despised him i ha my dislike for him was deep I was rooting for him to lose and everything, and especially because, you know, of what happened with the Seahawks and, and we were owners of the You Mad Bro merch and, and everything. That's how that tells you how much I disliked him. Right. <laughs> but like you said, after a while, you got to give it up when you witness greatness at his age. And when he wins, his excitement is as if it's his first Super Bowl win. He uh, he gives it up for his entire team. He makes sure that when he's having an interview, he doesn't let the announcers just spotlight him. He gives praises to his whole entire team. Reminds me of Lori Hardy. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. It's like trying to have a conversation with Lori and tell her how great she is. And all she does is tell you how great you are. No, yep. she, she roots for you back. <laughs> yep. I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> there was this uh, there was this post Super Bowl interview with Michael Irvin speaking about a conversation he had with Tom Brady after Tom Brady's like first Super Bowl win and he asked Michael Irvin who won a bunch of Super Bowls with the Dallas Cowboys years and years ago and Brady asks him how do you win more than one Super Bowl and Michael goes always walk with your team not in front not in back and if you really listen to Tom Brady's post-game interviews, he does just that. So maybe he wasn't all the way innocent with the deflate gate, <laughs> but it made me realize, you know, maybe I like him better as a Buccaneer than I than as a Patriot. I didn't know until this year that he and Bill Belichick, they weren't getting along. For him to leave the Patriots and the Patriots stunk this year. And then for Tom to get the Buccaneers into the Super Bowl, that was amazing. So I don't not like him. Wait, does that mean I like him? Yeah. <laughs> Two negatives. <laughs> right. Make a positive. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, what am I saying? Brady's sort of fun to make fun of with his, like, because if you've ever read anything about his his health regimen and everything, it's, it's incredibly disciplined, but it's also kind of like I eat... It's so like I exactly this many bananas and then exactly this much kale and then exactly this much kombucha. And that's, you know, <laughs> he's got like this whole thing and, it, and it's easy to kind of joke at it. But, you know, I think that that says a lot about how how he is still doing it at 43. And, you know, it's like, you know, if you're listening, and you're not an athlete. You're like oh, 43. That's not that old. It is if you get hit by a truck every single day for a living. Right. Know? Right. Um, and and he really like I think he's taken that same you know, TB12 or 
whatever he calls it, like kind of fitness regime and mentality and his trainer and everything. And I think a lot of guys like Gronkowski have bought into it. Not, not probably not to the same extent because, you know, Gronkowski probably still loves his beer and pizza. But I think <laughs> you, you can't not look at a guy like Brady and go, yeah, I still want to be doing that. I may not get seven rings, but I still want to be doing what I do and, and not be limping away from it, you know. Um, so I, I give him a lot of credit for that, for, for, for sticking to it. And, you know, even guys like Drew Brees is still playing. Phillip Rivers, I think, just decided to retire. I think Brees is still deciding if he's going to retire. You know, that's a difficult to end the thing that you've worked your entire life for and just be 40 years old and just like figure out what am I going to do next. If Assuming they've managed their money correctly, it's not really an issue of money. You don't want to go, oh, boo-hoo, that poor millionaire, what's he going to do with himself? You know, when your whole self-worth is wrapped up in your career and your passion and then you can't do it anymore, that's a huge reckoning. Yeah. yeah. And it's a hard decision to make because for most people, it's made for them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So in my, my football team, the football team of my heart, the Detroit Lions, mm-hmm. uh, just had to had to make a major decision. I was I've been reading a lot about this. Their quarterback, Matthew Stafford, who's also no spring chicken. He's he's in his 30s. And he came out of uh, the University of Georgia. He was the number one draft pick. And the year he went to the Lions, they were 0 and 16. Um, I think, in fact, going back, I think they might have been 0 and 18 or 19 going back like to the previous season. And his very first game as a Lion, they won the game. And the stadium was, it was like they won the Super Bowl. And it was like this, he just took this whole city on his back. And Detroit, you know, at its issues anyway. And you're going back to the, rece- you know, yet another recession. So this would have been like, so 10 years ago was 2000. Yeah, so I mean, it, they were just coming out of a really tough time. And he just brought so much light, and they dra- they were able to draft better guys to put around him. And they never quite got there. I mean, Detroit has just been... 75 years of, <laughs> no more than 100 years now of never quite getting there you know and after all this time he decided that he wanted to be traded and so right after Christmas and you know around the Super Bowl they made an announcement that they were trading him to the Rams and it's okay like I feel okay for him I'm not mad at him I'm not happy about it but I'm not mad at him I don't blame him and he looked at these coaching changes coming in and, and ownership uh, the family still owns it but the management was changing and he just knew in his heart when he saw all of that happening that they were going to be rebuilding and he just didn't want to be there for the rebuilding and he also knew that if he left at the top of his game they could get a ton of value for him which they did it's like i really respect him for that for leaving his comfort zone and he could have retired and rested on his millions of dollars or whatever he still wants to win and he didn't want to leave them with nothing and just walk away like a free agent like other guys would have so he went to them and said use me trade me send me away if you want and they did and it's it's heartbreaking but you also you feel for the guy and his family and his kids and his wife who's been ill um and and you just go these are these are tough decisions you know for a a guy to have to make but age is really the factor there how long how long can you keep getting hit by that truck until you have to give it up well i i have a question for you too about like our own team so there is some fear spreading about Russell Wilson leaving the Seahawks. <gasps> it's not something that's being talked about. Um, Actually, it is. It is. It is. It is not. Okay. okay. That he's not that they're thinking he's leaving, but he's been more vocal than usual about things they need to do to get better. And he'd never used yes. to do that before. Did he? No, he and had not. 
he's just started yeah. this huge foundation helping kids get into football and he created yeah, he a just, an app to go along with it so i'd hate to see him leave me too he's right. done, he just won the walter payton man of the year mm-hmm. for not yeah. just like you know visiting kids in the hospital but like food insecurity and he's got like a thousand different charities that he and sierra run and hands-on contribute to and operate and i would hate to see him leave the city it'd be horrible he's mm-hmm. done so much he was at the Super Bowl because he was uh, given that award for Man of the Year. He was sitting in some suite in that stadium. And I don't know if you noticed, but he looked like he was pained to be there. He did. Like, mm. he did not look happy to be there. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And maybe it was his resting bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> he does have that. <laughs> You know, everyone has that. And I would hate for people to have their cameras pointed at me when I didn't know. And I don't think he knew the cameras were on. He he also went on some show after uh, after the Super Bowl. He expressed that you know what you said his frustrations about getting hit too much. So today I'm hearing that since that interview, the Seahawks management has not been very happy with Russell Wilson. Like they're not happy that he took this to the media. And yeah. wow. how can he and the Seahawks coexist now that he said this? I, You know, I'm thinking of the Me Too movement. I mean, he's standing up for himself. Getting hit too much is a thing. Okay, I was going to make a joke about how he probably had money on the Chiefs. But I think more likely no. he was probably watching Patrick Mahomes get hit on his ass every five seconds and thinking, that's me and I don't want that to be me. I read some stat where... Russell Wilson has been sacked like 400 times or knocked down. Maybe it's not sacked like 400 times in the last however many years he's been with the Seahawks, the most of any player. That's a lot of time Mm -hmm. to be on your butt. And I'm betting you the combination of watching Patrick Mahomes get run around and then having that interview and have that interview bringing that up to him about how many, you know, the 400 times that he's been knocked down. he, He probably lost it a little bit there. Maybe there comes a time where you're like, you know what? I love my job, but I'm not going to be quiet. And if I lose it, then I do. Because, you know, in his case, losing your job is breaking your leg. You know, right. Or getting or getting one too many concussions or breaking your throwing hand or something. And mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. I, I But I don't. And that's got to be hard, especially we, and Lori, when we were just talking about the charities and the, you know, you build relationships. And he's part owner of the Sounders. Um, and a bunch of other stuff, right? I mean, he's got relationships all over the city. Mm-hmm. And just like I was talking about with Matthew Stafford and probably with Tom Brady, too. You know, you spend 10 years someplace, you build those relationships. It's got to be hard. But, you know, I suppose it's a business decision at the end of the day. You are your business. You, Lori, you probably talk about that with people that you coach. Mm-hmm. You are your business. And it's called no a brand. Only, only, <laughs> you're your brand. And no one else can look out for you but you, right? Exactly. And speaking of brands, how can we talk about the Super Bowl without talking about the commercials that aren't funny? (laughs) But they were. (laughs) That are funny or not. Right? Or not. We we talked about that last week that they they thought they would take a more serious tone. And some of them did. But, you know, the funny ones were really flipping funny, I thought. (laughs) Yes, they were. What was your favorite? Well, my favorite, and now it's gone on even to be more more of my favorite, was um, Will Ferrell's spot with uh, GM Cadillac for electric vehicles and how they can't believe Norway has more electric vehicles than we do. And he basically gets Aquafina and um, Keenan from uh, Saturday Night Live, and the three of them are going to drive 
or somehow get uh, GM electric vehicles to Norway and give them what fur about being trying to be better than America. <laughs> and it's hilarity ensues in all the different ways that Will Ferrell can make things fun. <laughs> but what's even funnier is independent of that, some university in Norway very quickly and beautifully put out a response to it, uh, apologizing to Will Ferrell for, for being better than America <laughs> and, and promising not to do it anymore. And it's just so funny. They, they just very subtly apologize for free health care and one-year paid maternity <laughs> leave and you know, just all this wow. other stuff. Free education. <laughs> it's, just, it's really, really funny. How about you? That would have been my favorite. Uh, some some people posted ones that were their favorites, and sometimes I think, "What is wrong with me?" Because I I don't get the humor, right? But uh, <laughs> yeah, but that, I Will Ferrell. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, Anna. Anna, I have a list, <laughs> <laughs> but of course. <laughs> One was Drake from State Farm, not yes. Jake from State Farm. <laughs> Drake from State Farm. <laughs> um, Michael B. Jordan as Alexa. Yeah. Oh, God. <gasps> that was fantastic. That was, <laughs> that girl was so good with her, like, face against the glass, yeah. like, salivating. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, turn off the lights. No, Alexa, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Then I, uh, this one's silly. I don't even know why I even wrote this down, but it was the Tums <laughs> commercial. And it was only this chili pepper dragging a lady from her campsite. <laughs> That's so silly and stupid. I, I don't know. And then um, the one with George Costanza. The t shirt, yeah. The t shirt. Yeah. The George Costanza t shirt. That's it. And it kept changing expressions. Yeah. Based on what the guy was doing. Yeah. yeah. I also like. The one that built up that was pretty fun was the, I guess the CBS All Access is becoming the Paramount channel now. A series of commercials of all the stars of, of, of CBS shows and Star Trek and everything that's on there, like climbing Mount Paramount until they get to the very top and they meet the, the great Dalai Lama guru of Paramount, which turns out to be Patrick Stewart. And just, <laughs> it, it built up, but it had like Beavis and Butthead. It's just really funny. It made me laugh. <laughs> I have never seen so many Paramount commercials in my life, like a Paramount channel, that yeah. is. I don't think I've ever, before the Super Bowl, well, maybe a week beforehand, I was starting to see the ads, but... Right, because it never existed it, before. It's new. Because, right, because Paramount was always a channel, but nobody cared, and right. CBS All Access is basically the same thing, so they're basically merging them into one thing. But remember, CBS was broadcasting the Super Bowl, so... They had plenty of space to put these ads. I thought... Those are free ads. Yeah, I thought Paramount was the movie company. It is. Oh, but but then they started doing TV series. Yeah. Well, they've always like Yellowstone, right? Mm -hmm. Isn't Yellowstone on yeah. on the Paramount Channel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And you love yeah. Yellowstone, there, Lori. Oh yeah. Don't you? <laughs> well, okay. I I watched a season. I, that's as far as I've gotten. I know there's another one out. Oh. Two. Oh, okay. No one say any spoilers. Mm -hmm. No one. I, I watched it because Anna wanted me to, and we have another coworker from Montana. So, for, Claire, I forced her to. That's right, and so we yeah. could have conversation. And then what happened? COVID. We can't. You know how desperate it is around here. You come up the elevator and you see someone getting in, and you wave at them. They go, "Don't worry, don't worry, I'll be back." <laughs> like you're not alone. <laughs> so yeah, nobody to talk about Yellowstone with now. <laughs> 
I haven't seen it because I don't want to, I don't have that channel and I don't want to pay extra for mm. it, you know? Um, so I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to it. I hear it's fantastic. Okay, I won't say a word. You two need it's, to catch up. It's very Montana. <laughs> okay. Not Hannah Montana. Very Montana. <laughs> Not to be mistaken. <laughs> Not Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear. Because I was getting confused. <laughs> I didn't. I thought the blonde in there looked like, you know. <laughs> That's Beth no, the Dutton. One, mm -hmm. The one thing about the Super Bowl we haven't talked about yet was the halftime show. What did you guys think of the weekend? You know. I loved it. He loved it. He was so happy. <laughs> he was like happy for days, smiling. Everything I saw was... I am so happy. I loved it. I can't quit smiling. And he especially loved the meme. Did, did you guys see the meme? About the, I've seen a bunch of memes. So he's running through the lights and he's looking, you know, <laughs> frantically. And so someone goes like, this is the six-year-old me when I can't find my mom at Walmart. And everybody just started putting, you know, <laughs> words to it. <laughs> yeah, you either hated it or you loved it. I don't, I don't know if there are really people that were in between. Yeah. I noticed that too. I thought it was fine. I mean, I, I guess I'm in between. I thought he did a great job, but it wasn't. I, I, I read something somewhere that, that kind of was a light bulb moment for me, which was it used to be that the Super Bowl halftime show, you saw things you never saw anywhere else. It was like mm. the, a glitz and spectacle that just didn't exist unless every once in a while there would be like some big thing on the Grammys or some big thing on the MTV Awards. Now we see them all the time. Like every month there's another award show where there's some big giant glitz and glamour. And so the Super Bowl doesn't have the, for this generation, it doesn't have the impact that it, it had on us. Well, you know? and you know, he's from Toronto. And so now there's weekend day. There's February 7th <laughs> is weekend day in Toronto. I love that. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's Wednesday. No, it's weekend. It's weekend. I'm so confused. <laughs> it's the weekend. No, it's not. <laughs> now, during Super Bowl weekend, a documentary came out about Britney Spears on Hulu. Mm. And uh, it's called Framing Britney. And since its premiere, there have been more than a million tweets about her. It hasn't even been a week. And uh, and so many tweeted probably because of all the different issues that unraveled. And uh, it now has people rethinking the past. Like it, at one point, it delves into the aftermath of Britney and Justin Timberlake. Remember how they were like big time girlfriend and boyfriend. And now people, after watching this show, are mad at JT. They say that his actions after breaking up with Britney contributed to the negative ways she was covered in the media. In particular, do you remember that song, Cry Me a River? Mm -hmm. It's about a woman cheating, and he uses a Britney Spears lookalike in the music video to that song. Someone in the documentary said it perfectly. They're like, the way that people treated Britney was like in high school, was like she was the, the school slut, and that Justin was like the quarterback. So, mm. you know, it, some believe that JT intentionally cast Britney in the role of a villain and didn't do a thing to try to change the narrative. And in the meantime, his career takes off while things got increasingly worse for Britney Spears. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's some unfairness that, you know, people are becoming more and more aware of. She she grew up too fast. They they made her grow up too fast. Everything right. happened so fast for her. The success. Remember, at a young age, she was stalked by the paparazzi like relentlessly. It seemed like if you if you 
look back, I mean, I feel like the way she talked, the way she did some interviews, didn't she always want to just sort of have a normal life? Um, Diane Sawyer, um, she's also, she's facing some backlash for like an interview from back in 2003 Mm. because she like, the way she questions Brittany about her relationships, the thing she said, this is, I mean, and I'm quoting her. She says to young Britney Spears, who was, who was just a teen back then, she goes, you broke his heart. You did something that caused him so much pain, so much suffering. What did you do? <sighs> this is Diane Sawyer saying this to little Britney Spears wow. after her split from Justin Timberlake. And so everyone's like, well, not everyone, but you know, Twitterverse right. is like someone needs to talk to Diane Sawyer yeah. and ask her what the hell. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's, it yeah. goes back to what we talked about before, mental illness. And it's like she was misunderstood. Mm-hmm. So she was she was the one. And we, you know, I'm not saying this about JT because I don't know. However, often when a woman looks crazy, it's because the man with her is very passive aggressive and you know does things in a quiet way that make her overreact and look crazy and he looks golden and like i say i'm not saying that's justin because i don't know the story but mental illness we we want to come beside those people and love them not you know like what you said in the very beginning it's like doom them to you know a life of no career and no uh, not being able to do anything because they had an episode right right mm-hmm. and you know i i think what makes me mad looking back on that is that whether it's the in, the interviews or whatever she is she never should have been in that position and you can you know i haven't seen the documentary i don't know the take on it you can say what you want about her father and the conservatorship and you know now she's you know in her 40s and and is it still necessary but i fully believe at the time it was absolutely necessary for just this reason she had a whole bunch of people. You don't know who you can trust. Right. You're mentally ill. There are probably some drugs involved. Maybe not like you know cocaine or that kind of drug, but um, uppers and downers and those kinds of things. Maybe some alcohol. I don't know. And it's hard to know who to trust. And she had some bad people around her. There's a guy. I can't remember his name. It's Sam something, which is separate from her. She has a boyfriend now named Sam. It's just a, a, a coincidence. But there was this man. He was like a, a Svengali type who was with these very young women and kind of got them in his orbit and got them hooked on drugs and kind of got control of their money. And, and she very much fell under his spell, I think, after Justin Timberlake. I don't remember which in the, you know, then she had her quickie marriage. And then there, was, then there was Kevin Federline, who at the time we all made fun of. But in retrospect, it turns out that he was probably the more stable one and really understood what was going on. She had a series of people who just took and took and took from her. And nobody was propping her up. And her father finally had to go to court and say, I need control of everything or else this woman's going to be dead. Yeah. And 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 ultimately you can you can dislike him now for things that he's done in the past 10 years, but you cannot I cannot dislike him for taking control of her before she died. And so I, that's when I get mad as I look at Diane Sawyer and I'm like, how do you seriously not know that this girl was mentally ill and you're throwing those kind of questions at her? What right. kind of journalists are you that you didn't kind of woman are you (sighs) you didn't see that in front of you and still take advantage of it yeah yeah it is it and and i haven't even seen the documentary and i'm already fired up about it (laughs) just from hearing hearing you talk about it you know um 
Yeah, that's that that's tough. Uh, and I think the same thing about about Michael Jackson. Maybe it's different because he was a man and not a woman. And setting aside the, I know it's a hard thing to set aside, but setting aside the allegations against him of, of what he did with children, just the way he behaved and the things he did to his body and collecting things and all the crazy crap he did, he needed help. Mm-hmm. He needed somebody to get in there and get rid of all those people that were sponging off of him and get him some mental help. And he might still be alive today you know yeah wow that's a good point and you know if you know anybody that have children that are special so they grow up and they don't exactly know how to will never know how to do adultism the parents try to get them independent but then there's predator type people that befriend them and and try to get them to give them money and give them things and uh, so yeah i think um the protection would go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that Britney's, I know her sister has stepped in in the last couple of years. I think she got control of her finances. Um, I don't know about the other stuff, you know, but it seems like Jamie Lynn has, has kind of stepped in. I think the, the mother's been in and out of the picture. It's sad. Her whole situation seems like it was probably not good from the jump, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It, it is sad. Yeah. So the opening moments of Framing Britney shows one of her fans saying it's something that would not have happened to a man in America. The girl was talking about the conservatorship, but really that applies to any aspect of Britney's career. Britney was a victim of the media's misogyny, like the fact that women have been portrayed as irredeemable disasters. Uh, and how women like Brittany and Monica Lewinsky and Anita Hill are part of an unbelievably tragic list of women whose entire lives were destroyed by media depictions that fail to treat them as human beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, one thing that they did show was the time that she was having a breakdown. And this one paparazzi photographer, very aggressive, he, she attacks his car at some gas station because she's had it. He was like going right in front of her windshield and, you know, with the camera right at her face while she's waiting for her friend that's in the convenience store. She just had it. She just she just lost it and it's on camera. The way this paparazzi says it though in this interview for this documentary, he he was like, I don't know what was going on with her. Suddenly she was, and it's like, no, because you're being aggressive and she's had it with you guys. She's trying to be a normal person, just doing something normal, like being at a gas station and you guys are in her face. It's just, it's just because she was, you know, already bald at that point. And they're now everybody's like salivating to see her have a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Or, I can't or even, provoke it. Yeah. 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 The, it, it provoked yeah. her. And, and he's like, oh, acting like, you know, wow, what did I do? <laughs> right. It, it was right. angering. Can I, hey, while we're. Well, while we're near the topic, can I rant on Justin Timberlake on something else for a second? <laughs> <laughs> Please. And, and folks, you know, I just got to say, I, you know, I, I like his stuff, but this, yeah, this makes you, this shine opens a new your light. eyes. Yeah, these are just people. These are just men and women like us, you know, they're just people. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. love his music. I liked In Sync. I like his solo stuff. Oh, he's a good actor. He was good in Social yeah. Network. He's and, funny. And other stuff. Yeah, he's really likable and he's trying with his wife and all that kind of stuff. But there is something else that's always bothered me, which is um, the famous uh, Nipplegate Super Bowl with Janet Jackson, <laughs> where they were 
they were performing together and they're singing uh what's it called uh, blah 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 i'm gonna suddenly i can't remember the name of the mm-hmm. song <laughs> and it ends with yeah. i'm gonna have you naked by the end of this song and he reaches <laughs> up and he pulls down one of the cups of her bustier and she's got this little like nipple ring thing on there or whatever little star thing out there and that was like you know oh censorship and fcc fines and janet jackson's horrible and janet jackson was like done at that point one of the biggest stars in the world got buried because she had the audacity to show her bare her covered bare breast on tv and not one word was said about justin timberlake's involvement even though he's the one who had to rip that thing off so you have to understand that stuff is choreographed they didn't just wake up one day and jump on stage and rip each other's clothes off it's a it's called dancing and you have to do it together all the time and you have to rehearse it multiple times before you go on international television to perform it he damn well knew exactly what was happening <laughs> in that moment right and the right. fact that that he didn't get into one load of trouble and she lost her career for a few years has always really bothered me yes yeah you know, at, at that time, he apologized, but he also said, we love giving you all something to talk about. So, right, right. He doesn't even get in trouble for that. No, no. <laughs> or, or gets any grief. <laughs> no, zero, zero grief. And it's just like, come on, man. I didn't want him to lose his career, but I want him to share in the responsibility at least. Right. You know, and, and so yeah, it's like Britney thing just brought that up to me again. Yeah. <laughs> And, and remember, Janet was disinvited from that year's Grammys because of that. That's right. And her music was being stopped. They stopped playing her music on some of mm-hmm. uh, some channels, including MTV, just at one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he, again, his successful yeah. career continued. And he right. also attended the Grammys that year. Yeah. <laughs> so there's something really, something about a woman's downfall. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That, right. Uh, I wanted to say something about Monica Lewinsky, but can I do a quick traffic report? Yes, yes. you may. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, Monica Lewinsky. I listened to her on, of course, on a podcast, and it was so sad because she thought he really liked her. Mm-hmm. And not to excuse what she did because he was married, but, you know, here's this person, the president, wanting right. time alone with you. And then, you know, she had to take the fall for it all and was called the seductress and, you know, everything. Yes. And when you listen to her, it's like everybody hated her. She lost her friends. She barely had any family left. I mean, it just it devastated her life. And she, you know, she had to really work on not killing herself and finding a way to find and be positive to actually have a life in the aftermath. And it's so sad. It is. It is. And. And the fact that she was set up by another woman, I mean, I, I agree with you that, you know, she knew he was married and she she should have taken responsibility for that. But she had fallen under his spell. Like you said, he was a, a, in a position of power. Right. He's a handsome man, all that kind of stuff. He is the one who should have known better. But it made it even worse to me that, that the person who really was the source of her downfall was another woman, Linda Tripp, who... Right. who 
pretended to be her confidant Mm -hmm. and led her down a garden path and then you know ultimately betrayed her Mm -hmm. it's horrible you know very sad situation but she's quietly uh, Lori. i think she's gone on to do a lot of work behind the scenes in bullying and 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 working with people who've been a victim of that yes she has and you know she had her eyes set on politics that's why she was there but she has used it in a good way that's one thing i love about this podcast is here we are three women encouraging building each other up and so often especially in media women don't support each other You know, it's like there's only room for one. So I love it, Anna, that you brought this up. And I love that we can have a conversation about it. Because when I first started in radio, I was in Boise. My boss called me in. He fired me. He gave me two weeks to work because I'm a nice person. Normally, they escort you out when you're fired. But they're like, yeah, no, you can be on the air. So after my last day, this new girl calls me up. And she says, hey, can we have coffee? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I took your job from you and you better figure this out. I went in there with my black mini skirt and did my little flirty thing and I got your job. And if you want to stay in this business, you better figure this out. What? Mm-hmm. what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Hold on. There's mm-hmm. a lot to unpack here. <laughs> yep. And I, I was little Miss did, Goody did Two she Shoes. Think she was doing you a favor by having this conversation? Yeah, what she she just said, basically, I'm not going to make it in radio unless I, you know, show a little cleavage or wear a little leather miniskirt. And I said, well, you know, that may work for you, but that's that's not the way I'm going to go about this. If I stay in this business, I want it to be because I'm good. Yeah, obviously. But what did she think? Like, was she gloating or did she honestly in her heart think she was helping you? I seriously, I think she thought she was helping me. And you know how long she lasted? Less than a month because she wasn't good. And what about the idiot who made that decision? I know. And there was actually, there was a couple of them involved and she made some contacts and got a meeting with them and got my job. And, you know, I always believe whenever you're let go, I mean, you're going to be let go in this business, you know, there's something better. And, you know, that's when I ended up moving back to Washington State and and met my husband, had my children. But, yeah, I always remember thinking, well, I'm not going to that's not how I want to succeed in this business. And if I can't succeed by being good, then so be it. (laughs) Wow. That is an amazing story. Story. Do you have any idea what happened to her afterwards? Yeah, she went to a station in Portland for a while and didn't last there. And then I lost track of her. But I seriously think she thought she was doing me a favor. Like, hey, girlfriend, yeah. we got to, us girls got to stick together. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not interested in that. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've had that too. I had a, uh, this is interesting. I think it was a slightly different situation. I had a a new job down in in Los Angeles and there was a woman who trained me. Um, I wasn't taking over her or taking her job. We were, we were, I was sort of part-time and she was full-time and she was very cool to me. Like very, like just the facts, ma'am, not very nice. Everybody else was really warm and friendly. And then one day, um, it came out that I was gay. And all of a sudden, she was really nice to me. Like this, some kind of veil had been lifted. And it turned out that she was jealous of any new women coming in. There was this guy that she had her sights on. And she thought that I was going to be like the next woman who was going to be in his line of sight. And, and as soon as I was no longer a threat to her over this man, I was perfectly fine. And that was weird. <laughs> that wow. is weird. 
<laughs> your intentions are still bad so yeah right it's like it's like this assumption that the only reason you get a job is to get a man you yeah. know very weird yeah you know? and so petty well yeah it how is. about you anna so i am oh. very grateful for you too that that we all three of us just we just do our thing yeah and we have so much fun yeah. Did you ever have that? I mean, Anna was on TV and she was in a helicopter. I mean, she did the media stuff. Right. Yeah, I could think of plenty. <laughs> I, I guess the one example I guess I would have was when I got the helicopter gig. I was really, I was young. I didn't know that someone else had been vying for that position and it was someone who had done airborne reporting before and she was a pilot or had a lot of flight hours under her belt. She might have felt more qualified than I was because so far at that time, I'd done just college radio in studio, not in the helicopter. So she ends up being a traffic coordinator, which is the person who tells you where to fly to and where the accidents and stalls are. We communicated over a two-way. She was warm and friendly talking to all the men over the two-way and very cold and blunt with the young women reporters, including me. And it did not help that I got the job that she wanted. So I'll always remember the first week in the chopper. She made me feel like she wanted me to know damn well I didn't belong in the helicopter like she did. And yeah, there were things that I truly didn't know. Yet, I had a lot to learn. It was my first week. So I was so young and inexperienced at this that I didn't know where we were supposed to be landing was a hangar. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, uh, we're about to land in the garage. <laughs> and she oh. laughed so hard, but it was more in a, in a mocking, like, you are so dumb kind of, you know, <laughs> thing that it was, she, it was so unnecessary. And I know it was wrong. And I knew she, I know she knew she was wrong because it's something none of us would have done it to a newbie. You, you know what I mean? Right. right. None of us would have ever made someone feel that bad about getting a role and and you know we're new at it and we're trying our best right know? so yeah in laughing yeah, instead I, of being gracious or you know right. everybody know. has a first day at something you know so geez. right but ever since then i now i know helicopters don't land in garages <laughs> <laughs> we're on landing well, pads <laughs> guarantee you that is one job you and I will never have to fight for because I not I do not go up in those things <laughs> ever. Well, I was, if I ever do it again, one, the kids would have to be well in adulthood because I am not going to orphan them. And two, <laughs> yeah. hey, I'll just use a drone. Right? <laughs> right? There are drones now, people. That's right. And DOT cameras. Fine. No more Fine. putting yes. Anna at risk every day. <laughs> no more gas-guzzling choppers. That's right. <laughs> I'm all about the climate now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're pretty rare now, aren't they, at traffic choppers? I mean, I know we have them, but, you know, there's not nearly as many as there used to be, I don't think. And the one we have no, on one side sure. says Channel 4 and the other side says Channel 5. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, you got to save gas, so they might as well carpool. Yeah, and I, yep. before we go, I just, I have to bring this up. I mean, I haven't paid for the dating app yet. You know, I don't know how all in I am, but so-and-so wants to meet you, and I pull up the picture, and he's Santa Claus. <laughs> Wait, 
like he looks like Santa Claus or like he actually was dressed as Santa Claus? He's dressed as Santa Claus. (laughs) And I'm like, are you kidding me? So you hit the little arrow, you know, next, next. So the next one, I think the guy has the camera under his nose. So it's like, yeah, that's a good picture. I mean, ladies, if your brother's... Your dads, your uncles are dating online. Hijack their profile and make them take a decent picture. Please. Is that too much to ask for? Oh, my God. Lori, you sent us, you sent us some of the, the pictures yeah. that, of the folks, of the guys. Look at the faces they're them, making. There's a dude. Yeah. One's a dude. There's one where there's a a dude in a hoodie who didn't know he took a picture. It looks like he didn't know there was a picture being taken of him. Yeah. And and how about the one that there's one that's got his face all screwed up. And then another one who's like got long hair behind his ears and you can only see the top part of his head. It's like, what? (laughs) Seriously? But the one that was cute was the payphone. Did you say, I, it made me think of the song, I'm on a payphone. Oh, yeah, the payphone. That's like, gross. Call me, and he's holding a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much that we're making fun of what people look like. It's like, you know, you need a man who has a basic understanding of how a phone operates. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you can't take a selfie... And if you have to be in the bathroom, in the mirror, and you can see the toilet behind you, ask a neighbor. Ask the cat lawyer. Ask somebody to help you. I'd rather have a cat. I'd rather have you stuck on kitten than see you. Now I gotta I gotta comment on on one of your guys. The there's one. He's got a really long beard. He looks like Jasper Beardley from The Simpsons. He does. I know. Seriously, that's one of Grandpa Simpson's friends at the home at Springfield Retirement Castle. <laughs> He's the one that goes. That's a paddling. That's a paddling. <laughs> Oh, I think you man. should try him. Yeah. Try him out, Lori. I, you know, I almost thought, I'm just going to see if maybe they're just joking. You know, maybe they're going, I just want to see if anybody will click on this picture. And then they're like, I don't know. It's it's hard. to. Oh, I think man. it's hard for women to shop for men. Because for me, when I like men, it's because I like them. I like being around them. And sometimes it's because they're handsome. But even... Like, if they're not so handsome and they're great to be around, that's okay. But I think for men, you got to, you know, you got to look like certain thing. I don't know. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think, why do all these, why do these guys, like, what is it about me that I draw Santa and... <laughs> <laughs> and Seriously. Does Mrs. Claus know that he's on... <laughs> <laughs> I texted her. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, she knows. So, yeah. So, what's what's his caption? Do you like toys? <laughs> Are you naughty or nice? <laughs> oh. oh, <no>. oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, and then on. you know, do better on your profile pics, please. <laughs> Just for Lori. <laughs> and everyone in the world, please plan it. We got to do better. Yes. Lift each other up. And if you see someone being attacked or being unfairly treated, please say something. Do something. That's right. Yeah. And thank you, Life Coach Lori and Claire. You are simply the best. We know you are, but what are we? (laughs) 
And thank you, listeners, for downloading this podcast. It certainly helps us out when you rate our podcast. Lori, what kind of rating would help us the most? Five star and give a review. Yes. Help us out. <gasps> give us a review of our podcast. Give a review. Like, what kind of review? They're good. They're funny. We love this. <laughs> I can't stop listening. Yes. I can't wait till next week to hear the next one. How about that? I love it. Perfect. I, that's yep. perfect. Well, have a fabulous day, everyone. <laughs> this is Listen and Learn or Not. not. <laughs> happy Snow Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, happy Valentine's Day. Spread the love. Love ya. Oh, bye. Bye. <laughs>